Hello and welcome to Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee with me, Eason. And me, Bex. And we'd like to welcome you to a new series of podcast episodes, which are going to be all about the brand new series of Twin Peaks, which is season three, a.k.a. Twin Peaks The Return, starting just over a week away. So our main podcast, Time for Cakes and Ale, is all about genre media, pop culture, stuff that we love. So books, comics, TV, movies, anything we feel like talking about really. And we're huge fans of Twin Peaks. And this new season is going to be such a big deal. We're going to have so much to talk about, 18 hours worth of new Twin Peaks, that we couldn't really see how we could fit it into our usual episodes without it completely taking over the podcast. So what we decided to do was, rather than swamp every episode of our Time for Cakes and Ale podcast with Twin Peaks-related conversation which even if we tried to keep to a couple of minutes, each episode would have eventually just taken over. We thought it would be really fun to do a stream of episodes which is just about Twin Peaks, because we think there's a lot that we'd like to talk about, and it would be a great way just to focus on that with spoilers as the new series is running over the coming months. Yeah, and we're still going to be doing our regular Time for Cakes and Ale podcast throughout, so whenever there's other cool stuff to talk about we will still be doing those episodes but this is going to be a another stream of episodes within the podcast that's just about the new season of Twin Peaks. We're currently re-watching the show for the umpteenth time. Um, I'm genuinely not sure how many times now we've watched it. About once a year I think. Yeah. Probably. And so these episodes will give us a chance to talk about the new series to our heart's content, hopefully connect with other Twin Peaks fans who are out there who want to discuss the new series. Yeah, and so we're about a week away from part one of The Return. So this episode is functioning as part zero of our Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee podcast. And we hope that it'll be fun for people who are regular listeners of our Time for Cakes and Ale podcast as well. But we really want to use this as a chance to engage with the huge community of Twin Peaks fans who are already out there. So if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on our main Time for Cakes and Ale Facebook page or on Twitter where we are at TFCAA. And to follow this stream of episodes, it's all going to be released under the Time for Cakes and Ale podcast. So if you subscribe to that, you'll get all the Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee episodes, plus our other episodes as well, and you can just pick which ones you want to listen to. A really cool thing about this new series of Twin Peaks, beyond the fact that it is a new series of Twin Peaks, which is incredibly exciting, is the fact that this is 2017 and we've actually got a TV show about to come out, which was announced, uh, I think, at the end of 2014, where all we really have is an incomplete cast list, some very, very brief but intriguing snippets of footage from various trailers, and very little information about what the plot is going to be or even how it really is going to connect with the original series, uh, which obviously aired 26 years ago. And just like when Twin Peaks was originally on, and kind of how it's been over the last 25-odd years, I think it's one of those shows which... If you watch and you follow and you really adore, 
you can get into it to the point where you really want to talk about it. You start wanting to theorize it and get into all these different aspects that make up the show. So this is our opportunity to engage with the Twin Peaks community using our podcast. But we'd also really like to put a shout out to all these really fantastic podcasts which have sprung up in the last few years, especially, which have led up to the return. The notable ones that um, we listen to a lot, uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the Diane podcast, Bickering Peaks, Deer Meadow Radio. There are several others, and I'm apologising if there are others that we haven't listened to yet, but we probably will over the next uh, few months as well. But it's really nice that there are so many outlets for people to talk about their love of Twin Peaks and engage with other people who are fans as well. The plan is that we'll be watching the live broadcast in the UK at 2am where it goes out on Sky Atlantic at the same time as it's airing in the US. So that'll be a Monday morning for us. And then we'll be recording the episode quite shortly afterwards, so Monday evening. And then it's going to be up on a Tuesday evening after the regular Tuesday night broadcast that Sky Atlantic are also doing. So we'll be talking about each new episode that's just been on, all of our theories about it, what we think about it. And it's going to be going up on a Tuesday night after the main evening broadcast of the show. And it goes without saying that there will obviously be spoilers. Yes. (laughs) So it's been a quarter of a century since David Lynch and Mark Frost left us with this huge cliffhanger from the end of the original series of Twin Peaks. In that time, an awful lot has happened. David Lynch and Mark Frost have both gone on and done many other things. TV itself has changed a lot, largely influenced by Twin Peaks and the legacy that it left. What do we think that means in terms of how the new season is going to be? Is it going to be like classic Twin Peaks? Is it going to be closer to the style of some of David Lynch's films that have come afterwards. The only really solid piece of information we've had during those 25 years is Mark Frost's Secret History of Twin Peaks. So apart from these lovely teaser trailers that we've got, we don't really know what it's going to be like. And I would add that there's a real question over exactly how relevant and correct, potentially, the content of the secret history of Twin Peaks is. So we discussed this in another episode of our Time for Cakes and Ale podcast, but there are sufficient inconsistencies in the content of the secret history of Twin Peaks with a TV show, and some very cryptic statements from Mark Frost that suggest uh, that it could be potentially a red herring, or the nature of a unreliable narrator might have influenced the content of it so how much we can trust in that we don't really know so we do have this wonderful book which leads us into the new season but it'd be really interesting to know how that plays out over the next few months and the classic series of twin peaks was this wonderful mixture of styles so you had a blend of thriller horror comedy farce drama soap opera everything was in this this wonderful mix And looking at what little snippets we've had from the trailers so far, it looks like maybe it has a a darker tone to it. Uh, Maybe it's more similar to some of Lynch's 
more recent work but is that just the way they're choosing to market the thing um, will we still see those moments of farce in there and those moments of sort of soap opera drama that we had 25 years ago i think it's interesting that david lynch has come out and said that fire walk with me is going to be very important to understanding this new series and i think fire walk with me a fantastic movie it did at the time turn off a lot of casual twin peaks fans or fans of all those different aspects of the tv show stylistically because it took on a much darker tone it covered a lot more of the uh, horror elements that took place in the twin peaks universe and it really lacked at least in the cinematic version um, the humor and whimsical farce that would occasionally take place on the tv show i think like you say lynch's he went on to make uh, films such as Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive and Inland Empire and even some of his short films in that time as well. They all hint at a filmmaker who has moved on a lot and has tried to make much darker uh, works. And I think it's interesting that he's going back to Twin Peaks, but how he's going to choose to present that world now, I think could be really exciting. And I think when you look at the list of returning cast members and can infer from that the list of returning characters, there are a lot of characters in there whose storylines in the original series were the storylines that contained a lot of the humour and the drama. And you would hope that seeing those characters return, that those elements would return with them because some of the characters could naturally lend themselves to the comedy that was in the original series. I do hope that the day before they release the new series, Showtime do release a trailer which just involves Andy stepping on a plank, <laughs> it knocking him in the head and him staggering around. <laughs> but just 25 years later, as an element of hope that there's going to be some darkly funny moments in it as well. I think that'd be just a bizarre way to completely subvert the marketing strategy they've had so far. Perhaps we'll get a trailer that's just a montage of shots of Nadine crushing milkshake glasses with her hands over and over again. <laughs> I think it is known for those slightly odd quirky moments as well. A lot of the things that people remember about it, it, it spawns so many different things that we talk about in popular culture now. Although it gave us these dark elements like Killer Bob and the Red Room and you know the classic Who Killed Laura Palmer. If you ask many people, they'll also mention Pete mentioning that there was a fish in the percolator. <laughs> and that whole moment was typical of what Twin Peaks was about. It was small town life, but this dark undercurrent that was bubbling away and how the murder of Laura Palmer actually allows that to rise up and spill out into everyone's lives. And it kind of engulfs the universe in the Twin Peaks world. It's interesting that we're making certain assumptions about which characters returning cast members are playing some of them we can see from the trailer that it appears that you know Andy's back Hawk is back but beyond what we've seen in the trailer the only thing that has officially been said is that Carl McLaughlin is playing Agent Cooper 
and there's no guarantee necessarily that other cast members are playing the characters that they played originally. Um, you know, we've seen in some other David Lynch films like Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive that you have an actor playing more than one character or more than one actor playing the same character. So could there be other brand new characters that we don't know about yet that are played by the same people? Because of course Cheryl Lee came back as her own cousin in the original show, playing both Laura and Maddie. So is she playing somebody else again? Ray Wise we know is coming back, but obviously the character he played, Leland Palmer, is dead. So is he still playing Leland? Is it is it going to be in flashbacks or is he going to be somehow confined to the Black Lodge where we saw a version of Leland in the final episode? Or is there another character that he can come back as? I think this also plays into the idea that certainly the content of the secret history of Twin Peaks might actually imply that there are alternate timelines, histories taking place in this universe. So we actually have no idea what's going to play out on screen. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lynch and Frost have made an attempt to subvert our expectations in this new season. So Lynch originally said that there were 217 cast members in this new season of Twin Peaks. But subsequent to that, there were reports of 238 characters within the show. Or speaking roles. Speaking roles, yeah. yeah. So do we have multiple speaking roles being played by a particular actor? Or are there cast members who have been kept back and not revealed yet for whatever purposes they might have? I think further to that point, it was during Twin Peaks that it's noticeable that Lynch starts playing around with the idea of dual identities. And that filtered through all of his subsequent films, I suppose, with the exception of the straight story. So I think it would be really interesting if we start seeing certain characters playing multiple roles again. Certainly it would be interesting if Cheryl Lee is returning as another member of the Palmer-Ferguson clan. (laughs) Or again, like Leland, is she going to be confined to Red Room sequences? Or, uh, following on from what Lynch said, is her role in Fire Walk With Me going to be extended in some way into the new universe with Cooper or or a good version of Cooper being trapped there as well. And certainly when you consider in Fire Walk With Me the message that Annie gives to Laura about the Goodale being in the Black Lodge and that she should write it in her diary, does that somehow change the subsequent events that happen? Yes, I think the uh, interactions with Dale and Laura in the Red Room, they've actually, I think, only been slightly touched upon in both the TV show thus far and Fire Walk With Me. I'd be really interested to see how that develops and whether there are going to be some aspects of what's happened to both of them in those 25 years as a fundamental feature of the new season, even though I suppose it's unclear whether time is moving at the same pace in the Red Room as uh, as it is outside in the real world. So we've got these mysterious 
potential 21 characters more than we have cast members. Unless it's a mistake. Unless <laughs> <laughs> it's a mistake. It, it could all be the ultimate red herring and they've got all the fans going crazy over this and it's it's someone's just added it up wrong. But if, if it is true, as well as the potential to have cast members playing multiple characters, could there still be some surprises of people who are in the cast, even if it's just in a cameo that's been recorded secretly, so that it could be that even the other cast members don't know that someone has done something. Could there be someone still that's going to be a surprise to us all? I think it'd be really great if Lynch and Frost have kept certain casting announcements completely secret. I think there's already a precedent for this. When Catherine Martell is killed off at the end of season one in the mill fire, we think that's the end of Piper Laurie being in the show, the end of Catherine Martell's uh, interaction with the rest of the characters maybe ben horn will now get the mill and, and everything is fine but obviously she returns to the show in the guise of the japanese businessman mr tojimura who the residents of twin peaks uh, don't see as anyone unusual just a visitor to the town who's interested in the ghostwood project but at the same time it's been widely reported that uh, the fact that it was piper laurie under that makeup was kept secret from members of the cast as well I wouldn't be surprised if he's pulled the same trick again, maybe keeping certain performances you know, hidden, maybe secretly recorded or recorded in isolation from everyone else. So when the show airs, people might be watching it and finding out they're acting opposite somebody who they didn't know was still in it. Yeah, they went to great lengths to try and disguise Piper Laurie's involvement, um, having her go to makeup in a completely different location so that she would arrive on set already in character before getting into character effectively and coming up with this kind of fake biography for this non-existent Japanese actor who was joining the cast all of it to keep it a secret from the public and from the rest of the cast I think it would be great if there was someone maybe more than one person there are uh, notable omissions from the cast uh, a very key characters from the original show um, who do you think would be the best secret cameos who could appear in season three and why? It's difficult because some of the characters who appear to be missing are so fundamental that it would feel odd if they only turned up for a short amount of time. So much of the heart of the original show was Cooper and Sheriff Truman. So even if the mantle of Sheriff of Twin Peaks has been passed on to a new character... It would be really nice if Sheriff Truman himself were still involved, even in a very small way, even if it was just a cameo. Yeah, I think it'd be really nice to see Piper Laurie return as Catherine. She was a really fun element of the show. She was obviously a good foil to Ben Horn. I know in The Secret History they alluded to her having become a recluse after Andrew and Pete dying in the bank explosion. But it would still be nice to have her back, however briefly, even if she's just a recluse. And I can almost see her appearing as a cameo just like when Anne Miller appears I think she owns the apartment where Betty moves in in Mulholland Drive um, a very brief a brief role but I think that would be kind of cool and the other character who was part of that whole side of the plot was Josie so again you've got a character who is dead but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't yeah, it means can't, nothing in Twin Peaks so. yeah can't come back or even just appear in a bit of woodwork somewhere who knows what was going on there you've got the possibility to still have a character having some kind of presence 
in the series. But again, she was so heavily involved in the whole Packard, Martell, Mill storyline that if those characters are all gone and Sheriff Truman is gone, then maybe there isn't so much of a reason to have that character come back. Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of the passage of time in 25 years, at least with the living characters who were left alive at the end of uh, Twin Peaks, there's perfectly good reasons why they would have moved on in that time. Um, although I would say that Twin Peaks always did feel like it was trapped in some kind of time bubble anyway. So mm. it's unclear if that's going to hold true uh, in the new season. There's also a question mark over whether the character of Donna Hayward is going to be in the show just played by another new actress because she's already been played by two actresses before or whether they would simply leave the character out rather than try and recast again. It is weird because uh, Warren Frost, who passed away recently, so he recorded his scenes as Doc Hayward. Two of the other Hayward sisters are there, I think, uh, Gersten and Harriet. But I think only Gersten's back in this one because Alicia Witt is back. It would be weird to have the rest of the family there, but not necessarily having Donna there, given that she was such an important aspect of the original plot. Um, but she was closely tied to James Hurley, and James is coming back. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work, whether she is still in it some way. Or if there's the ultimate Lynch and Frost rug pull of Karma Clocklin being back as Dale Cooper and the other 216 people all playing versions of Donna Haywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you can't discount anything at the moment. So obviously Frank Silver, who played Bob in the original series and Firewalk With Me, died many years ago so given the importance of Bob in the whole storyline do you think they'll recast the character? The concept of Bob I hope still exists but it wouldn't be a terrible thing if as an inhabiting spirit Bob had taken over somebody else and that's how Bob was reintroduced um, it would be weird to see another actor made up to look like him sort of you know, portraying like that. Some people have already suggested that some of the listed cast members might actually be playing Bob. People are suggesting that Robert Nepper, who appears in Prison Break and iZombie, etc., is a strong candidate to be the new Bob. But there are also several other cast members who could easily fulfil his role. So I think it's interesting to speculate on it, but I'm not really sure even how they're going to handle Bob in the new season. And given that it was never really clear what Bob was, they may not have to worry at all about uh, a straightforward recasting. How's Annie? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you ask. Well, yeah, that's the fundamental question left ringing in the ears of Twin Peaks fans for the last quarter of a century, and Heather Graham is not back. Apparently. So, apparently. I do wonder how they are going to address the Annie storyline. Are there, is it something that was resolved immediately after the events of the original series? We see it in Hospital, in Fire Walk With Me, and the missing pieces, which are important to her character. But it could be that, given that she's not coming back, they've decided to say, well, that was a mystery 25 years ago. It wasn't actually that relevant to what's happening now. We're going to go in a different direction. At the same time, it would be nice to find out what did happen to Annie. And I've heard some of the th 
theories that are out there about Annie and whether or not she's really real or did she not previously exist and then gets injected into people's lives like Dawn Summers. I don't know. It, it would be nice to get some kind of resolution if only to put to bed some of the speculating. But maybe the speculating is more fun. I think there's a fundamental issue of whether Lynch and Frost feel it's relevant to the Twin Peaks story to address any of these points just for the sake of the viewers. They might have a different story to tell and they might think, let's do our own thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're more interested in generating new mysteries and leaving certain things hanging. Yeah, the there have been so many TV shows over the last 25 years that have been heavily influenced by Twin Peaks and we don't need to recover all that old ground again. But the way that I think many of them have ultimately fallen down is that they have tried to explain too many things. The obvious the one that comes to mind is Lost, which the more it tried to explain what was going on, the more everyone seemed to hate it and be very dissatisfied with the answers that it gave. So are we actually better off with mysteries than someone trying to give concrete answers to often very you know, metaphysical questions that were posed in the original series? Can those questions even have answers? Do we really want to know what the black and white lodges are or are they best left in this semi-existence that we can imagine for ourselves what they are and one last wish for a returning character there's quite a few cast members from Fire Walk With Me who haven't been named as being anything to do with the new season but is there any possibility whatsoever that Lynch has gone away and secretly recorded something from David Bowie before he died I think that would be the most wonderful Easter egg in the whole season if Bowie had managed to record a cameo in some way, just in terms of adding something to Philip Jeffrey's story. He's such a wonderful character, even though he's on screen for such a short space of time in Fire Walk With Me. It would be fantastic if Jeffrey's returned. That also leads on to the idea that in Fire Walk With Me, it'd be great to see characters like Chet Desmond, Sam Stanley, a lot of them showing up again, however briefly. But also, do you think that maybe all this wishing about characters who are not potentially coming back, is that something more to do with nostalgia for the original show, given that we're obviously re-watching it again in the run-up to the new season? And do you think Lynch has ever shown any interest in nostalgia. <laughs> it's an interesting point. I, I think certainly wishing for a return from some of the characters from the, the classic series is, is maybe an exercise in a bit of nostalgia, particularly, as you say, where you have entire plots and, and family dynamics that have largely been resolved, like the, the Martells and the Packards. Is there really any point in bringing the surviving characters back when most of them are gone and the mill isn't really relevant anymore to the story. Is that just because we like those characters and we'd like to see them again? With Fire Walk With Me, I think it's possibly a desire to see more of them beyond the confines of a, a feature film. 
because the other characters we got to spend hours and hours and hours with whereas there were some really interesting characters in Firewalk with me who only got a couple of hours to do anything and or fractions of that couple of hours <laughs> you got minutes to do something in some cases so is that because we would like to see more of the character I think the other intriguing question that some people have suggested is that you have all these brand new cast members who have never been involved in Twin Peaks before but have been involved in other David Lynch projects before and who they could potentially be playing because you've got people like Laura Dern, Naomi Watts, Balthazar Getty who he's worked with before sometimes on multiple occasions and he's presumably not going to bring those people back without giving them pretty substantial roles in the new series you would think so we're presumably going to get a lot of really good really interesting new characters coming in is that going to leave as much space for sort of overindulging in the nostalgia for some of the old characters i think 18 hours is a long time but i like what you say about these frequent lynch collaborators uh, turning up in the new twin peaks show i think to my knowledge there's somebody in the new twin peaks from every lynch project or film project uh, except the elephant man what would be really interesting would be if given that it's been well documented that mulholland drive was originally meant as a spin-off from twin peaks featuring audrey horn going to hollywood etc given these themes of duality which we spoke about earlier which pop up in lost highway mulholland drive inland empire it would be really funky if lynch and frost decided to lift not just the actors but the characters from some of those other projects and put them in twin peaks it would be a bizarre thing to do but i think it wouldn't be a shared universe idea where everything is completely interlinked but if lynch wants to use somebody he will do that and i don't think he cares whether it fits into the firm logic of the tv show to do that or not i can almost imagine him lifting a character out of one show and putting him in another and maybe even using the character but not the backstory just because he likes something so much mm. and that'd be a really interesting thing to start seeing happen um whether we will or not i don't know so that's it for part zero of time for cherry pie and coffee only one week and a few hours away now from the first episode of the new season it's so exciting <laughs> it's very exciting so we'll be recording part one shortly after the episode airs i suppose and that's going to be up on tuesday night so do come back and join us for that if you'd like to subscribe to the episodes uh, they're going to be available under the time for cakes and ale podcast feed so if you subscribe to time for cakes and ale you'll get all the cherry pie and coffee episodes in there uh, you can also find us on twitter on our cakes and ale twitter feed which is at tfcaa so do drop us a line if you want to discuss anything or you've got any comments we're going to be running these regular twitter polls uh, using the hashtag poll from coal so please do drop by and vote in those we've got one up at the moment about which 
unseen character who's been mentioned in the show before but never seen on screen, which character would you like to actually see appear in the new series? And no one currently is voting for James Hurley's mum. <laughs> which is tragic. It's tragic. Which probably means she'll be the one who does come back. Actually <laughs> probably turn true. Up. Uh, please do get in touch with us. You can find Time for Cakes Now on iTunes and it's also on all the usual podcast apps as well. And it's frankly incredible, but the next time we'll be recording an episode of Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee, we will have seen the first new Twin Peaks material in a very, very long time. And everything will have changed. So tune in next time for part one of Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee. Goodbye. Goodbye.